Welcome to Date Night. I'm Will, your friendly neighborhood game mom, a.k.a. your GM. And I'm Amy, and I play Kira. I'm married to Will. And I'm Will's nephew. I'm Sam, and I play the Grease Wizard. I'm Eva. I'm married to Sam, and I play Arin, the half-work barbarian. I'm Mike. I'm the fifth wheel, and I play Darren Hammerstone. And we play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just let's teasing. Just play, let's just meet Takeshi. <laughs> you ready? Does anyone have any gum? Da, 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 Downstairs. Da, 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 no. Okay. Go. I'm already playing. I'm in the game. <laughs> Look what you've done, Eva. Get yeah. in the game. It's in the game. Auto game. Get your, get your, get your head in the game. We gotta get your game get companies with that being the slogan, but you decided to shoehorn auto zone. <laughs> yeah. Topical. EA Sports. It's, it's in, in the, the game. game. Not sponsored. Please sponsor Not us. We'll be editing. Well, yeah, EA Sports could make a Takashi's uh, <gasps> Albagula Games. <laughs> okay, future Amy, hey, start guys, recording that would now. Be a really... That would be great. Cut everything Go. before that. D8 Sports. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's all drop this and go take some programming classes. D8 Sports. I'm Please taking, don't sue us. <laughs> I'm actually taking one. I game class. Okay, make it. You have till November. Go. Go. Give me December in, yeah. Okay. It's got to be up to uh, EA Sports quality, so it has to have really bad music and somebody on the cover whose career is ruined after they were on the cover of the game. Hashtag so not sponsored? Okay. <laughs> 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 Definitely not. It never will be. Anyone else? No. Hey, NBA Jam had the best music, though. Anyone? Jam was Anyone? The best. We played hours of NBA Jam when I was a kid. I'm going to hate myself in the future. Yeah, let's pass out gum. <laughs> Stop chewing. Just hold the gum in your mouth. That's It's not for <laughs> chewing. Let it osmosize throughout. <laughs> what? Osmosize. Okay. Can we play Dungeons and Dragons? So you have won. You have won. We win! Takashi's Games. And after after a sufficient (laughs) whine and a sufficient uh, time where you allowed the crowd to cheer for you, maybe uh, signed a few autographs, uh, you're escorted out of the arena and uh, by some of... Takashi's retainers, these are actually not turtle-born individuals. You haven't seen too many of them around Albagula. They stay mostly inside Takashi's courtyard of Elysium. But they're actually sea elves. Um, They're wearing these kind of white flowing robes right now that they're on land. Uh, And they've got these big shields and long metal spears and they say, um, well, you have earned an audience with Tount Kratashi, <laughs> which is canon now. <laughs> Hashtag not drinking. Uh, you have earned an audience with Count Takashi. Um, are you ready to meet the Count? Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get, like, healed first? Um, as you walk into the courtyard of Elysium, I'm sure you'll feel much better. Is that a yes? Yes. Great. How about our spell slots? You'll have to talk to my manager about those. 
Why? Okay. <laughs> so you're escorted out of the Coliseum through the door that uh, Aaron and Kira originally entered through pretending to be eel inspectors pretending. or eel experts, um, <laughs> but now leaving champions instead. We are the champions, my friends. My That's as far as you can sing, my friends. elven friends. Yeah. Yeah. Queen's litigious. Let's leave this one alone. <laughs> Um, and you reach the God's Path, which sort of runs up along a bare section of the turtle shell toward the courtyard of Elysium. And there are a few guards standing outside, but they just part ways as your escorts lead you through into that courtyard. And you do immediately take healing as you move through the courtyard. Uh, seven. You take seven healing as you step Woo-hoo! through the gates. That's not did good I, enough, but okay. Did I go back up to Max when I died? You did. Nice. Yeah. Um, your free healing's not good enough. <laughs> so you walk through... I'm at 19 out of 53. Ouch. Any spells left? Poof! No. Okay. You see a big, white, sort of sea-bleached stone castle standing on, like, a dome keep in front of you, and it, uh, it sort of spires up uh, pretty far above the city, not as far as those snorkel tubes made out of bone that you'd seen before but it's pretty impressive there obviously quite a bit bigger than those tubes are and you are brought to a a large kind of uh, honey colored door and when the door opens you just see white inside you can't even sort of make out a shape of the room and you see the door say anything to us no it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) um so you sort of just see the elven guards look away from the, the bright white light and they just kind of say, you're free to enter. Arn looks directly into the light. Okay. You are now blind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just see, it's just whiteness and it's really hard to pick out any shapes of how the walls or anything um, is in this particular room. Okay. I'm squinting about for a curtain. Okay. Um, you can roll a perception check, I guess. I walk in. Oz? Yeah. 16. Just looks like a really bright white room. So. It's not the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys go in? Yeah. The first thing you see when you enter is actually an ancient uh, elf, one of these sea elves. And you've maybe ever, never even seen an elf sort of age to this extent and look so old and wizened. It's something that is not very common to see most elves um, don't live... Live fast, die young. Yeah, they kind of don't live into that really elderly state before they go on. Um, He's wearing a long white kimono that's trailing across the floor around him, except it's not really pooling on the floor. It's more like floating underneath of him. And the room itself seems to be this dome. And it seems really small almost barely sufficient to keep his head from touching the ceiling. But each moment you're in the room, the room is expanding outward. So it's almost imperceptible at first, really slowly, but then exponentially it's growing and growing. And these white walls that were all around you have sort of just left this light, white space all around. Now I feel like I'm in the Matrix. When you look down, (laughs) you realize you're not even under a dome. You notice that this room is more of like a sphere, And the floor is drifting away from you as well. The walls, the ceiling, and the floor. But you don't feel any... No, you don't feel like any sensation of falling um, at all. 
you're at the you see at the center of this sphere that keeps growing that there are these circle of identical chairs that are also pure white and sort of just almost look like they phased uh, into being there. Like they, you don't remember them being there at first. It's like we're in a jagged, giant bag of holding. So uh, the count gestures uh, for you to sit down. Me and, specifically? No, for all of you. <laughs> and and he goes you, you and kinda, sits you down as well. You kind of hooked your thumb over at me for the first time. Okay. Like, I was the curious. Count makes like a come in motion, and Dern looks around and goes, "Me?" <laughs> no, no. I, he, 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 when he was talking, he, he did a finger to yeah, did, he did, did one of these things. Thumb. I was like, okay. "Pardon me, could I have a booster seat?" <laughs> <laughs> so you watch your like, chair like just kind of add a little like bit Tim. of extra cushion. Tim, your 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 dark paladin. Oh yeah. It, it's Chris. Chris, Sorry, he's whatever. talking Sorry. like the guard who spoke the last. Yeah, yeah, no, he's got his uh, his potion of chameleon still active, right? Yeah. For six no, more days, right? Actually, it's it's gone. <laughs> it stopped being active. Okay. When you died? Yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> this is not. It was character. a few days, I think. Right? Yeah, it was a week. Okay. <laughs> so he just sits down, and you see one of the chairs has a, a cushion that sort of looks like it would give you a boost. Thank you. <laughs> and he's, he just says, <clears throat> he says, few face my trials, and fewer still, of course. Dominate! <laughs> Dominate <laughs> them the way that you did with such an impressive score. It was really a joy to watch, he says. Where were you sitting? I was here. And uh, I was watching through these. And he kind of waves his hand in this little spectral um, glowing orb that sort of looks clear at first. But he just sort of puts his hand underneath it and it it glows with this golden light. He says, "Uh, these are my eyes for the games and for other things about the city. Orbs. And for other things about the <laughs> island, for that matter. It okay, is hard. the world. It's hard to get around everywhere when you're on the back of a turtle. <laughs> that was a little turtle joke. Can I make a, a memory check to see if I remember any of these in the privy? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's fine. You don't. No. <laughs> but you have this suspicious feeling because you rolled so poorly. Like <laughs> You're just <laughs> going back through your memory frantically. <laughs> oh, that night after all the drinking. Okay. Um, he says, but for completing this task and for providing such great entertainment for myself and people of my city and the people of this island, I will grant you your choice. A treasure of your heart's desire, or the knowledge that you came here to seek. Treasure. Knowledge. Knowledge. (laughs) Treasure. Knowledge. Before you choose, I should warn you, even if one of you chooses treasure, you will leave here without answers. So. Knowledge. Dern. Knowledge. Kira. Knowledge. Aaron. Aaron is giving the Grease Wizard the most threatening look. Can I roll to intimidate? <laughs> sure. Can I help her? And make- you should assist, yes. That will make her roll an advantage, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, 15. 
Okay, you need to make a... Uh, I rolled. What did you roll? A 17 plus. For charisma? Oh, plus charisma. Is that still with the minus one with Glippy? Mm-hmm. That's a 16. That's a head, mm. so... Still wins. That doesn't fall on. We're all glaring at you. But maybe she's so <laughs> darn cute that she tugs at his heartstrings anyway. She's intimidating him with her cuteness. I guess we'll see. Mm. Knowledge. Calman. <laughs> as I look straight at Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here. Present. N- knowledge or, or treasure. Um, We're going with I'm, knowledge. I'm, mou- I'm mouthing treasure at him. <laughs> Which he, I'm getting mixed signals. What, what are we knowledge. known for? Knowledge. knowledge. He seems, he, he this uh, guy over here, he seems mm-hmm. like he's going to pick something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, but Calvin, you don't like, you don't trust him. Yeah, but if he picks if he picks treasure, then he's going to be the only one who gets treasure, and we're going to get nothing. But he wouldn't dare do that. I can cast Charm Person. <laughs> Go for it. I pick Knowledge. Quite a sound from across the Did room. That register <laughs> yes. from across the awesome. room. The swallow of the gnome wizard echoes against the distant, the distant of the walls. And he, Takashi, looks at er and says, "Knowledge or a treasure of your heart's desire." My heart's desire. <laughs> Dern cracks his knuckles. <laughs> I hold my bow. Jeez. I kind of wiggle it around. You guys really do hate me, don't you? We just don't trust you. I don't hate you. I know you're part of the team, buddy. Yeah. Thun- Thunderthorns. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm making it so hard to be upset right now. <laughs> knowledge. He said it. Knowledge. Okay. Knowledge. I was waiting We're for proud of you, I was waiting that's, for a knowledge. That's shirt. great because I have about <laughs> a lot of notes here that I wrote eight months ago. I'm glad I get to use. <laughs> knowledge. R and Pat's the grease was. Wait, hold on, can't change my vote. Um, no. No. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so what questions do you have? And then there's some knowledge I will also impart before you leave. Just read those notes. <laughs> What's on your what notes, notes there? <laughs> what notes? <laughs> my question. He's is- <laughs> hiding an index card inside his kimono. <laughs> <laughs> I have no notes. What do we have to do to cleanse the third stone? You believe the third stone is the source of the blight in the south? Can I is change the my third question? stone the <laughs> And if so, how do we cleanse it? The it's st- really a two-parter. The stone is not the source of the the blight in the south. The stone has been gone for many years, in fact, taken by somebody not unlike one of your party. And he looks over at Kira. (laughs) Well, that was mine. This isn't one of those things where you only get one question. What was the treasure then? What did I miss (laughs) out on? All right, just tell me. 
All right. You are the one who knows what your heart desires. What's his freaking name? (laughs) (laughs) First, he he opens his mouth to answer, and then he gets this distant, far-off look. And he goes, Uh... I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) And what was that roll? Eight. (laughs) Um... All right. Well, then what is the source of the blight in the South? I'll give you a hint. She's related to me. Wait. I'm assuming. No, the the stone is... But not the stone. I think... I think we have a, a long way to go in, in sort of your understanding of what's going on now requires an understanding of what has gone on for the last age. So settle into your comfy cushion and your other seats. Um, what do you know of the cosmology of the planes Wait, Arn turns her chair around backwards and like <laughs> leans on the back of it. Okay. Arms. That's cool. She does a Riker. Yeah, the Riker maneuver. Yeah, the Riker. <laughs> I didn't know that was trademarked, but sure. <laughs> Only if she steps over the edge. Does she step over the edge? She's tall enough. Yeah. Sure. She pulls yes, the Riker. the Riker maneuver. <laughs> I rolled a 19. What do I know about the cosmology of the planes? You know quite a bit. You know that um, that would be a that would be a religion check. Did you add anything to that? It's the same. Okay. Um, I don't know much. <clears throat> you know a little bit in terms of how there's an astral plane and that surrounds the material and an ethereal plane that sort of lays over top of the material plane and an elemental that is surrounded by the material plane. Um, and you know that there's other planes that exist and that's where some people go to get their, the source of their magic, particularly uh, religious types of magic and, and things of that nature. So <clears throat> I relay all that information to him. Good. Yes. And you've mentioned some of the important planes that are part of our cosmology, that, that innermost plane that you speak of that we surround here on our material plane with its raw elemental energy. It, it borders the interior, though, of every material plane, and we are not the only one. You see, it, it pours over unchecked into entire worlds of fire or earth in some places. And in others, the elements must pass through sub-elemental plates, and the ether that lays across every plane is like a tousled bedsheet, lumped in sections, but bare in others. And in the thick places, the elements are filtered, and in the thin ones, they are uh, allowed to come through stronger. And those planes alternate and spiral inward, tighter and tighter forever and ever in an endless circle. And outside of that plane, of course, is the one you understand, the material, a mixture of these elements from within and from without, the astral influence that pushes down upon our plane. Like the elemental plane, the astral, the consciousness and soul portion of our material existence filters through the ether that surrounds the material plane, letting only the smallest bits of that astral presence through. But a consciousness, a soul, like the one needed to imbue a person with a sense of identity, cannot survive being broken into those finer pieces by the filter of the ether. 
Only by passing through discrete but permanent bridges can a soul enter the material plane from the astral, or can a soul leave the material plane to go back to the astral and begin again, if it wishes to remain itself, that is. There are four such bridges that link the astral and material realms, and each is a demiplane unto itself, composed of elements of all adjacent planes. There is the demiplane of Elysium, which is the bridge of light, and there is the shadow fell, which is the opposite, the bridge of shadow. There is a demiplane of chaos, the Feywild, which is held in balance by the bridge of order on the other side, the clockwork plane of Mechanus. Now, every soul must pass through one of these demiplanes to be born into material being, and this is life, or the pre-life that some recall in dreams or with great magic influences and the ideals of their original soul. In this way, souls that pass through the dark plane of the Shadowfell, where beings of evil necrotic power dwell, are influenced by the darkness. Some of them make rules to subjugate others and make evil the law of their land. Others who come through the bridge of the shadow fell, shun those laws or follow the whims of their own twisted wills. But any who pass into this world by that bridge come here evil. On the contrary, beings who pass through the demiplane of Elysium, where beings of light, love, and divine radiance dwell, may make rules to put order to their innermost desires for good, while others into random kindness or love without rules. Either way, the the radiance they offer, whether it is chaotic or orderly or neither, it is never evil. In the fairy realm of the Feywild, beings are unpredictable and shun order and often vacillate between good and evil, but they are never orderly. In the final bridge, Mechanus, Constructs and clockwork beings, not unlike your friend, and he motions to Kalman, are more predictable than a sunrise. They make laws to create order, though those laws are equally likely to serve evil as good. Occasionally, an astral may manage to enter through the thinning of the ether without aid of the bridges. Those are rare. They are influenced only by the material plane. They are often strong-willed, but can also change their ideals as the world changes around them more easily than others can. This is not to say that somebody cannot change their nature, but those influenced by crossing those bridges have a much harder time doing so. But these, these are the inner planes of our existence. And though many believe that Elysium, Mechanus, the Feywild, and the Shadowfell are the outermost. They are not. Are you following so far? I Kind mm-hmm. of. Uh. So, <laughs> I'm going to actually pass this, which might make things confusing, but I've actually drawn a map of the cosmology of the planes. This will be uploaded to our website, d8nightpodcast.com. I'll pass it around, and it may help it sink in, and I'll, I can explain to you as well, sort of pointing at different things on the map. Um, if you want, here, let me 
try and point out some of the things we've already talked about. So in the middle, we have this spiraling layer of elemental planes that is inside the material plane, almost inside of the the earth or under it, if you would want to say it that way. And then laid over it is the ethereal plane. It exists in the same space as the material world, but sort of over it and between it and the astral plane and between it and the elemental plane. So it sort of surrounds it on all sides. The um, astral plane is where the souls of individuals live, and that is something that surrounds every material or all of the material planes sort of collectively. But there are these bridges, these planes that look like lines. Those are what he's talking about in terms of um, Elysium, Shadowfell, and Mechanus and the Feywild. And beings go through these sections, these openings in the astral plane, and sort of ride the bridge of those demiplanes into the material where they get off. That's sort of the only way to get in whole into the material plane. So that's sort of where it starts. He says, Those bridges link the material and the astral planes, but the astral is only a midpoint of the bridges. It has many entrances and exits. Some of those are within those demiplanes. Here, where we live, we live in a willful cosmology. Bridges that once linked the astral, and by extension, the material, to the wider outer planes, the celestial plane, the fiendish plane, sometimes called paradise or the inferno, or the abyss, or the heavens. That link to those planes, those bridges, are broken. Only the will of the beings of the inner planes connect the material with the outer planes of paradise and the inferno. That will of the living traverses a layer of the void that separates the inner and outer planes of existence. Fiends and celestials aid only those who will them to our planes. Outside of that will, they have no power. Celestial creatures of pure good can be willed to our plane through the will of good, and they broadcast their power across the divide of the void, through Elysium and into the material plane. They retain their purity and goodness, but have only power equal to the will of the soul that bridged the void, and they serve at the discretion of those who have bridged the void. It is that way for all celestials and fiends in our cosmology. They follow the will of the soul who aided their crossing, and knowing this, They only answer the call of like-minded beings unless somehow dominated into submission. But celestials can take other paths than through the road of Elysium. They can follow the will of serenity through the plane of Mechanus or the will of freedom through the Feywild. Those who pass through Mechanus favor order, such as Atalanta. Those um, from the Feywild shun that order but all retain their benevolence in their actions. Likewise, 
Fiends can pass through Mechanus on the will of slavery, subjugating others through the darkest of laws, or they can pass through the Feywild on the will of anarchy. And a celestial's power can cross to Elysium through the will of good, unaltered from their original purity. And as celestial power can cross to Elysium through the will of good and remain unaltered from their original purity, fiendish power can cross through the will of evil, through the shadow fell, to enter our material plane uninfluenced by the ideas of law or disorder. But they still remain their evil nature. Few know of how the inner and outer planes are linked in this way, how they are linked through the will of the individuals. But this is why the power of your God, and he motions toward Dern, is based on the power of you who wields it and why there are masters of that power who are greater at wielding the power of those gods. And few understand that this is the way our cosmology works. But I would say that less than a handful know what I'm about to tell you next. Yeah, because I already knew all that other stuff. (laughs) Old news. (laughs) Indeed, he says. It was not always this way. And in fact, elsewhere, right now, existence in other material realms is not willful, but serene. Serene, not as imperfect, but as in without power over one's own destiny to any great extent. Because in those realms, the bridge to the celestial and the fiendish planes is, or was, whole. Those material planes are battlegrounds for celestials and devils, angels and demons. In some, the perfect serene will of the celestials covers the world of the material plane with its radiance. But in just as many, a dark shroud of evil keeps mortals in bondage. Whether or not these bridges remain open is not by random chance. It is a choice made by each material plane. And an age ago, ours chose the will of mortals over the will of gods and demons. But decisions aren't as singular or final as we all pretend they are. Each is a compilation of a thousand preceding whispers of our inner voices and the infinite number of echoes that they create. And as he says that, you can actually hear his voice echo back off of the walls as they move again and again, softer and softer until it's empty. He says, those echoes, indistinguishable from those inner voices that we all have, resonate in our minds and the minds of our children and their children and their children and theirs into eternity. So that no decision is ours alone and no choice is permanent. And he kind of sighs for a minute and notices kind of like the there's a lot going on and the tension in the room and he says except juicing i've heard if you juice it you lose it nobody (laughs) nobody (laughs) even cracks a smile do you understand the way that things are linked or the way Oh, I thought you were going to ask if we understood the juicing joke. Not like, <laughs> no, everybody knows We got knows it, you it juice just it, wasn't that it. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Humor is not my strong suit. <laughs> I'm usually alone. 
It's all right. I got a charisma of negative one. That's not your voice. That's not your voice. That's not your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Then I stay silent. (laughs) Your silence speaks volumes, young gnome. Do you have any questions so far? So I'm just feeling kind of guilty after you saying that the will follows in parents and the children and their children and their children. So that makes me feel like I'm kind of responsible for this. I have more questions, but I feel like they're just going to kind of take us off track. So, so I'll finish your thing, and then I'll do mine. To kind of this map, as he's sort of using telepathy at the same time, speaking you to tr- to try and show you some of these things. Oh, that's nice of him. But if you see on the map, there's like this broken spot, and in blue it says serene, and it shows a bridge that links things straight into the bridge that they can come into the world. Mm-hmm. And then in the willful, it's written in red, there's an X. So that's broken. So the links are very thin. And those links come through the will of each individual rather than this will of the celestials or the fiends that want to run in. They have to follow the will. That's the only thing that tethers them to the material realm. Okay. The will. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, the whole time he was talking. so the wills... <laughs> Are um, the will the will of good comes from the celestial plane straight through Elysium? Well, I wasn't, but I am now. The will of evil comes straight from the fiendish through the shadow fell. So those are simple. But either the celestial or the fiendish can utilize the middle planes, the lawful or the chaotic planes. When the fiendish use the lawful plane, it's through slavery laws that sort of you know, put people into bondage. When the good utilize it, it's the idea of serenity, these wills that make people do what's right and what's good for them. On the other side, the celestials can use the will of freedom to go through the Feywild, which is the one of of chaos and choice, while the fiendish use the will of anarchy to travel through that. So either of them can come through those ways as well. And that sort of uh, understands some of the ways that alignment has been discussed in in your religions or in your schools of magic or things along those lines that you would have heard throughout your time um, uh, in this world. And he says, um, every age, the choice between will and serenity must be made again. But like in my castle and like in my games where the winners get to choose between treasure and knowledge. Only the winners get to choose between the will and serenity. And that choice is imminent again. But this time, and even I don't know how, fiends and celestials in the guise of mortals and indistinguishable by all but the most potent of magics are influencing the game. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to talk so badly <laughs> go ahead I'm the king of magic you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. putting that out I'm there. walking here <laughs> serenity now <laughs> and actually it is ones like you who are influencing the game Thank so, you. Pardon? Pardon me? 
No. And he says, and you. And he looks at Aaron. And then he looks at Kalman and he says, and you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I felt it. This intrusion. The balance of this intrusion was dark at first. But slowly, and he looks at the three of you again. And then he looks back at Dern and Kira and he says, well, <clears throat> things have a way of evening out. But one of those fiends and her influence is near. She crossed from the abyss, the inferno, through the tenuous bonds of will, but much more of her own volition, through the Feywild and into our world. She is the source of the blight, and she brings chaos and disorder through the will of anarchy. That is what is corrupting the land in the south. She is what is corrupting the land in the south. She is what you will need to destroy if you are to save this island. Uh, Dern can do it. (laughs) 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 All right, Dern! (laughs) Dern's expression was handsome. And she is... She is... Your mom? No, mine, yeah. She is one of these fiends willed into our world by a great desire but, to like, do harm. But, like, does she have a name? She is chaos. Hey, thanks for listening to Date Night Podcast with me, Sam Hausman. If you like the show, we could really use your help to spread the word. Share the show with a friend or a family member who you think might enjoy the story. You can also help us by following us on social media, like Twitter, at Date Night Podcast. That's D8 Night Podcast. And sharing our posts from there. It's also the best way to follow for giveaways and announcements about the show. Now back to it. Okay, um, lots of questions about that, but before, I guess, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think I said this, but I'm Arn. It's really nice to meet you. <laughs> I know. The eel expert, yes. Mm, yep, that's me, eels. All I could talk about eels all day. You don't want to get me started talking about eels. Um, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what I meant to say was, do you, do you know where, I'm, where I am when I'm not here? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't. So if you don't mind sharing, it'd be a nice. Yeah, I'll take one, too. Um, I'll, I'll take one too. Okay. He says, <laughs> uh, you go to another place, but you don't know when or why. Well, it's usually when we have exams or something, but <laughs> he's the last one that spoke. Oh, well, it's usually <laughs> when we have exams or something. But I don't Can think that's some, really in the like, game. Like activated a charcoal or something to get this. What is wrong with your everyone. voice? I drank a bad potion. Uh huh. Do you like this no. happening? And he just waves his hand. Oh, thank God! Oh, I'm and back. he waves it back. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 After you leave, I'll fix you. 
No. Fair. <laughs> I no, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. All right, I'm back. So he says, this is only one of the three fiends who have perverted these ideals. Wait, we're talking about me. Yes. Wait, I'm not a fiend. No. But kill her. Kill her. <laughs> but just just a second. I think this will make it. No, more yeah, clear. I got all the time in the world. Um so there's another fiend who has perverted law into slavery and another of unbridled evil that lay ahead. But those fiends, I said, came with a balance. And that balance is the help that you bring. There is good in places like the Feywild, in places of chaos. And he looks at Arryn. He says, And that good has been brought here through the will of those who would see it done that way. So he looks at Kalman. He says, There's a freedom in the serene law of the celestials that want to use the law for good. And finally, he looks at the gnome and he says, and there's a certain quality that can be found in good, unfettered by the knowledge of either the notions of chaos or law. And he stares at you a little harder. I look behind me. (laughs) But those are the ones who have the hardest time remaining. They're keeping their connection and remembering what is good. And he says to Dern and Kira, the two of you have learned to utilize that help, that balance, where it comes, from the law, and he looks at Dern, from the chaos, or Kira, in between. And he I'm says, just sitting over here kind of quietly sulking. The moment <laughs> you entered the room... I felt a great pull. And Takashi walks over to Arin, and the dimensional portal that usually takes you away begins to open. Whoa, no, 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 no. And he holds out his hands. Quick, grab the pole, grab the pole. <laughs> <laughs> and he begins to shape the portal between his hands again and again, making it smaller and smaller each time he does until it vanishes. And he says, uh, This is the extent of the pull that I have felt. And another portal forms behind the Grease Wizard and another behind Kalman. And he flies over to them again, going through some of the motions until they are gone. And he says, the barrier planes. That's where you've been going. Elysium, and he points at the Gnome. Mm -hmm. The Feywild, and he points at Arryn. And Mechanus, and he points at uh, Kalman. And he he's near the Grease Wizard now after closing the portal and he kind of touches your shoulder and you feel this connection between yourself and Takashi. He says, your mind can only truly be on one thing at a time and in one place. So, you forget. You forget where you've been. And Kalman kind of skews up his face and he goes, no, I don't. I remember Mechanus. And Takashi 
for the first time, looks a little bit confused, and he kind of turns his head toward Kalman, and he says, hmm. maybe you do, but the wizard and, and the half-orc, they can't. They are only who they are now when they are here. They are not the same when they are there in those other planes. Their family, their obligations, their responsibilities in the demiplane have their body when they are gone from here. But it is the uppermost celestial plane, paradise, where their spirit or their essence travels when they exit the material realm. They are split, and neither of those is who you truly are right now. That combination is mixed at your point of entry and separated at the point of exit. Elsewhere, you are half of what you are here, or at least different. Elsewhere, you are other. You're not hmm. of this world. Hmm. So, but my family, like, I remember my family. They're not from the Feywild. Some of your family, the family you're a part of now, has lived in the Feywild, and some have lived here in the Material Plane. That crossing is not impossible, especially when times in the Vale are thin. The Feywild is a place where people can live on in mortal bodies. It is still a place where the astral can cross in. And people can cross to the Feywild through their astral form or through their physical form. But... If you want to be the deciders, the ones who triumph to make the choice that seals the fate of an age. No pressure. <laughs> the, one, the ones who choose between the willful and the serene cosmology, you must remain here and abandon those other selves. That would mean the closing of those portals. That would mean the closing of your other existence in the Feywild and in Elysium. The closing of your souls from the celestial plane and the containment of them within these bodies. But, like, what if we die? If you were to die, this new compilation based on your experiences here and on who you were before to create this mixture would be what would create your soul to move back to the astral plane. Mm. So, um, you're, you're, you're a smart guy, right? Perhaps. You know what we are other? Like, you know, do you know what our other is? Do we get to know that before we make that like final decision or anything? No. I know I know the I know the rules and I know what happens here on my island. But what happens in those other planes from day to day and who is who and where they live and who they care about are things I know nothing of. It's a choice you will have to make blindly, and it is not a choice I envy, but it is a choice you have to make. I can sever the lines 
that run from paradise through the gates of Elysium and the Feywild for the two of you. But you would have to want me to. Okay, so, like, I'm not super attached to this other self of me that's also not me that I don't remember <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, believe it or not. But I'm, I'm confused. I don't, I don't understand. Where, where did I, where did I come from originally? Because I'm pretty sure this, this world isn't that. No. Your soul inhabited the body of a material fleshly person fleshly, that lived that's... in the Feywild. <laughs> but also, it was mixed with the will of a god when it came across the bridge. And that is who you are right now. That will is in you. Perhaps you retain a few of your memories or your characteristics of your other self, but you are different than you are there. Hold on, hold on, my what? friend. Are you calling me the god of magic? In a sense. <laughs> How could you do this to us? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sever that connection, my friend. Mike your is never god. coming back. He gets to go to Elysium here. and have the will of a god. All Can someone right. shoot me, please? I am erasing Tomorrow. the word king of magic from my character sheet, and I just added the god of magic. God king of magic. Oh, does that not strike a wonderful chord within you? Durin gives his hammer to, to Kira and just puts his head down on the ground. Make it quick, lass. <laughs> <laughs> Takashi, how could you do this to us? If it gives you any assurance, dwarf... If he decides to stay here, his connection to that god or that power is no more. But his essence, at least, would still retain some of that echo. Oh, are you saying I'm not going to be a god anymore? So You're I'm... not a god now, but proceed. You're not. But that part of you that was would be what you are now. If I'm that, like, celestial and powerful and whatever, why am I too dumb to understand this? <laughs> it might be... Out of character, be... no, out of character but, also, <laughs> but also in character. Both. The, the language that we use to speak to each other is imperfect. I've been accused before of making metaphors when people want what is literal. But every time we speak, we are speaking in a metaphor. We are using a word that represents something that is not quite that thing. And I believe in this exchange we've had, those imperfections have led to your misunderstanding and he tries to reach out with that telepathy again into your mind. And he shows you this vision of um, paradise. And this is a place where you feel the power of this God that is a part of what is – that makes up your material form, that makes up Aaron. It's not a God that seems to enact its, its will over anything in this paradise because there's nothing that needs that will enacted on it. But it has this desire 
to sort of stretch out of this place of paradise and go to a place where it's needed. And it's always looking. It's searching for this request, this will, this small bridge that might lead it somewhere. And so he shows you that and you feel that vision. And then at the same time almost, you feel this vision where you're in an actual body, which is a little bit easier for you to process than this idea of being this god. But it's in this place where even though you've been in a jungle here that's been so thick and full of life, like this is a place that is entirely on a whole another level. All it is is kind of the life that is around you. There's no really specific buildings or things that people live in. They're just under these different plants and even living kind of in inside of these animals that are moving around. And you feel that connection and see... It's not even a vision of like any faces that you can pick out, but there are these people who you know are a part of your everyday life, ones who count on you to do small things or big things, and they're there laughing or they're there crying, and either way, it feels similar but deeper than the interactions you've had even with these friends that you've made on the road here in this world. It's a longer familial sort of connection. And then you're back in the area around you, and you can feel those two different presences kind of of that God and that will that wants you to try and do to make things right, but to also sort of buck up against the laws that are making it difficult for people to do what they'd like to do in order to do what they feel is right, to go against their conscience. And then you still also feel that connection and wanting to build that connection with the people who are around you here and have something like you had in the other place. So you can feel a little bit of who you were and you sort of get a similar vision, you know, Grease Wizard, one that came from Elysium where you were in a body, which is a place that is almost perfect, a place of light, but still physical. And then you also had that idea of paradise, but in your connection to the the god that's a part of the essence that came through or that will there is no desire to go against law or or anything like that it's just a desire that things should be light and then he says and that's the closest that i can show you that i can let you connect to those things that you were and those things that you saw we're going back across those bridges that I can feel. And those are the, that's the first time I saw who you were and what you, what you are. Whoa. And, and Kalman goes, what about me? And he looks and he says, well, <laughs> you're different, Kalman. And Kalman says, yeah, I know. Everybody says so. And he says, somehow the mechanics of your brain can stay linked to the other side while you are here. I feel the connection and it's like you're not all here. And unlike the others, you never truly will be. And Kalman says, yeah, I know. Everyone tells me that too. That I'm not all there, I mean. I never knew what it meant, but I'm glad I do now. I'd also explain why everyone always forgets that he's around. <laughs> <laughs> Kalman 
you can still reach out. You can still hear the voice of your other selves while you're here. You can be called to the aid of those who need you there or here as the voice of yourself dictates. And Kalman kind of nods and he just kind of, the, the great voice, he says. And Takashi says, I, I need not do anything. I can't do anything for him. That connection is not, it's not solid or traceable. It's there and it's gone when it, as, as needs be. So, right. Um, hmm. So, like, uh, he's forgotten his own voice. He hadn't right, used it for so long. It so long. All right. So we cut off. Right. You cut us off from that. We just become who we are now. Forget everything about in the past. That's pretty much. That's what would happen. So uh, you're saying I was a god, right? Kind of, more or less. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is there any way a you part can cut of... him off on this side? <laughs> and uh, I decided to do this for whatever reason to save the world, right? I thought it was good back then. You felt a call that brought you here that you thought was important enough to follow. All right. Cut it off. Just like that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why not? I thought it was right back then, right? think it's right now i'll oh. listen to my past self if i don't like it in 10 minutes i'll just use this wand and go back see what changes it it won't work like that well i got a wand a happy accident so i can rewrite <laughs> something within 10 minutes if i don't like it so <laughs> that is a powerful gift bloody hell it is <laughs> all right <laughs> on three all right you think that oh, on paladin hello you're, you're mad. You love, you love one of us, one of me, right? You follow one of us up here in Elysium. You follow one of us, right? What do you think? You think I should cut it off? And add it's it. just torturing her. <laughs> I do want to roll an intimidation check. This is definitely an intimidation. This is a power play. Six. Six. Seven. Oh. <laughs> You make but your uh, you make your own decisions, lad. Don't bring me into this. Mm-hmm. He's just very sullen. He's yeah, gr- right. he's a grumpy dwarf right now. Oh. <laughs> me too. Yeah, You're all right. No, but I'm grumpy. So it won't be like killing the god, right? He becomes his own thing. I become mine. Just kind of split ways. The old self is a part of you at this moment if you do not go back through the portal that old self does not return to paradise and the other self does not return to elysium if i find out that uh, grease wizard is the living expression of atalanta i'm going oath breaker <laughs> 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 yeah and if i don't do that we can't really win right is that what you're saying you can't be a part of this final choice And Hat Atlanta is more associated with the ideas of law and mechanics and things like that. So you're probably in the clear. Calman. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All bets are off for Calman. <laughs> so. Oh boy. <laughs> Worship me. <laughs> 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 we'll all 
trash the mesh right now. <laughs> I'm going to pop a blood vessel before today's over with. I wish I had a picture of your face when you went worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking mechanically, mm-hmm. what what a, what what is it? I can't make the choice. So does that mean I can't continue on? Or what would happen in terms of the game is the portals would stop opening at random times. No, but so, he means what would happen if he didn't separate. If you didn't, you'd remain the way you were now, which means it doesn't mean that you couldn't necessarily help what's happening now, but your attention would be split between those things. And because you wouldn't have truly accepted your place on the material realm, you would not be allowed to make this choice. This is a choice that must be made by material beings on whether or not they want this willful or serene cosmology. So if, you know, the the five of you were to um, be successful, were to triumph and be faced with that choice, it would be a choice you'd have no part of. Mm. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm still confused. <laughs> This is a big... Am I supposed to be confused? Am I still supposed to be confused? Well, what are you confused I don't understand. Okay. I feel like Arin has a a past. Like, she has a very clear past in her mind. So is that, like, not real? Is it, like, a combination of the two different Yeah, it would be a combination of those memories. So Arin herself is new, sort of, to this... Uh, plane. It doesn't mean that this connection couldn't have been happening before. It doesn't mean that it just happened for the first time when you teleported into Slaver's Bay. Maybe it's been happening for 20 years and Aaron has lived here and forgotten that she's also lived somewhere else. So she could have, and that's up to you, how you want your backstory. Like, okay. has Aaron lived on this world and just forgotten that sometimes she isn't here and she wonders why time seems to have passed or or even she doesn't notice. But just to be consistent with like the first couple of episodes particularly like Aaron like feels like her family is well known but they're not well known in this world. So they and that that depends. So like, is this a family? And this is something I guess we could talk about. Like, is this a family that you've adopted here on the material plane? Or is this the family you're remembering from the Feywild, which is also a material place? So and it's a place where orcs and half orcs and humans could live. It's just a, a much more wild place with fairies and giants and things of that nature. So that could be where sort of the Bloodfang um, family is from. And then in that case, you would be sort of severing some of that connection between this family that you're a royal, uh, you know, a royal part of. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. 
<laughs> and then, you know, you have your But also, your it rage. probably wouldn't be like 20 years because orcs age faster than humans, so. Okay. That's just, that's, that's I don't know not how relevant. Old Arn is, but so. I don't know how old Arn is either, but probably but, not But you 20. know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, like, it but would also be when interesting, I rage, like, there's when ancestors you, that appear, so. That might be a way, and this is something we could play with, like, what will happen the next time you rage if you decide to make this decision might be um, restoring a connection in some way, or it might be difficult to grab that connection. And that could be interesting sort of, I guess, like narratively to, to do, but we'd figure it out. So if it's like a mechanical thing, don't worry about it. Think about what you think Aaron would want to yeah, do. Yeah. I was just confused because like, I, I have an idea of like, her backstory and her past, and just yeah, I don't want to blow think, that up. So I think I, I think we I can, got it now. That can be part of the Feywild, or that could be here, and that's sort of up to you. Okay, I mean, is it possible that, like, the the combat? I feel like I'm talking way too much today. No, it's fine. Is it possible that the the combination that, like, makes up Arryn from the Feywild and from uh, the Celestial Plane or whatever mm-hmm. could have been, like, I don't know. Born? Could Yeah, could have been, like, born here as a new thing, but then sometimes... The breaks up into its separate parts. Sure. Okay. That makes that makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. And that could be the case. You know, we didn't go over. So maybe, well, no- so maybe, like she's remembering her family name wrong, or like something. It could be something like that. So, like, some probably like she grew up in this world, but maybe like on the other side of the world, and also she's forgotten some element of it. Not Bloodfang Stevenson. <laughs> Stevenson. That's what it was. Yeah, and we can play with that. And I don't know for sure. I'm just throwing stuff out. Since I think with the Grease Wizard, I've always had the idea that he never knew anything. Like when he was here for the first time, like he was here for the first time, and that was it. So like he was born out of this connection in the portals recently. Like, during the campaign? Yeah. Okay. I think the first time that he appeared here is the first time that... He was the he Grease was, Wizard. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But it doesn't... They don't all have to be the same way. Like, Kalman's is is different in his way. And yours could be that you did have that other form in Elysium that you just don't remember. <laughs> and then... Um, Aaron's could be... That her <laughs> more primary place was here but she was still made in sort of that way of the two beings crossing and emerging at a point of conception instead of a point of just traveling through the portal. You heard it here still... first, folks. Life begins at conception. <laughs> <laughs> but then still then still having and that. And there goes the download base. <laughs> that, My Reddit. That pull to the, to the other planes because that's how you were made here. You weren't a simply in astral form put into a body, you were this amalgamation of these two other yeah, things. That makes sense to me. So we're all special. Yay. 
All right, well. But we still have a choice <laughs> I really to make. don't know what to do. I, I feel my gut's saying to cut it, but, like, I don't know if that would be a good, wise thing to do. Is this, like, a permanent decision? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I can cut it, but I couldn't reestablish the connection. Those other selves would be... They wouldn't be pulling you back anymore because they would be inside of who you are now forever. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, but, we'll for, but for you, like, that's not really losing that much because you're... I'm losing a whole other life, right? I, I mean... Don't you think? Yeah, but like Maybe like an actual family. That's not what I meant. People who care about me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what I... Mm. Mm. Yeah, bloody hell, cut it. Do it now. Three. Two. Look me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes. Do it. Do it <laughs> now! Sorry, I got this one. It kind no. of wanders wherever mm-hmm. it wants to. Bring that over. Bring that back over. Let me see it. All right, I'd rather have that one staring okay. at me. Actually, that's let's the give me dead that. one. But okay, hey, all right. Well, give it to me. Ready? All right. All right. Three. All right. Two. Oh. And I did it on two. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, I was gonna c- c- stop you off at one, but <laughs> there it goes. Do you feel any different? Maybe a little taller. Do feel taller. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But the cushion is raised up. Oh yeah. Here, let me stand up. I'll stand up. All right. Maybe a little. I'll stand a little taller. Anyone? Your back Mm. just feels straighter. Uh, All right. Um, I don't know. I can still do magic, right? And I try to do a cantrip. Yeah, your connection. You can still feel that connection. Can I get back to you on this? Okay. Uh, We'll have to wait a hundred years and win the next tournament. (laughs) All right. As you kind of, he says, yeah, as long as you're here in the city. You're not going to be here too long. You're probably going to get kicked out tomorrow anyway at a trial, right? Probably need to choose fast. Oh, yeah, you're in charge here, right? I've. There are. Can you fix that trial for us? There are people waiting for you outside of the gate. And they tried to take you before you talked to me, but no one interferes with a contender who has won the games until they have talked to me. But if you're in charge here, can't you just like. And he kind of looks down and he says, the extent of where I am in charge here in Albagula and at the courtyard of Elysium, the rest is the purview of the Shell King, and we try not to interfere in each other's affairs. Can I say something real quick? Mm -hmm. Narratively, I understand why it makes sense (laughs) to do the thing, especially since like, we're probably not going to be missing a bunch of other sessions. Like narratively out of character, I get it, but that doesn't feel like the decision that Arun would make in character. So. Then don't do it. You should so, make the decision. It's up to you. Arun would make, Arun would make the decision not to decide. So. I think we, it's seven something. We got to quit. 
And next time we get back, we'll level up. We'll hear Arn's decision, and we'll see what happens. You'll have another chance to ask any question you need to ask before you leave the courtyard of Elysium. I demand to speak to an attorney. And then you will uh, arrange your representation (laughs) for the trial. (laughs) Sounds good. I want crinkle fire touch. Crinkle fire. Objection. (laughs) Not enough corn to stipulate. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the corn? How are we supposed to make a decision when there's two kernels of corn here? It's hardly even worth chewing. Kira's just sitting over in the corner. <laughs> just it's like, you life. guys are gods that decided to come save the world, and I was just trying to find my mom, and now I found out that she's probably to blame for all of this, and maybe she's a demon or something, is what I'm maybe getting out of this. And Well, you should ask explicit questions. Then. I'm just sitting here sulking and angry. We hope you've enjoyed our date night together. Remember, you can really help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again in two weeks.